0: hey hey on today's podcast we got a special guest um i ran into the songwriters out i was playing around um actually i wasn't playing but it was around that i've played before and we're out just checking out music and she did this song called snowstorm in san diego that was just um one of those songs that just makes you stop and you know Take somebody who you've been enjoying, maybe up until now, uh, but take it makes you take them real seriously, you know. And, and um, it was super fun. We just chatted kind of about Nashville and where she's from. I we have a lot in common, kind of from but from opposite sides of the United States. She grew up on a ranch with cows and sheep, just like I did. Um, I imagine it looked very very differently than you know the little like lush Catskills like mountain farm that I grew up on. You know, she was out west and, you know, it's just wild and dry out there. Um, but grew up next to a river and um, a lot I could relate to a lot of her story and the parts that I, I couldn't um, I have still found just super fun and love chatting with her. And throughout the podcast, my cat Ellie was just just absolutely in love with her, like jumped on her and she didn't miss a beat. She just kept like going through her thoughts and just talking while like petting Ellie Um. So that was super fun, and she was very, very accommodating. But um. Anyway, super fun. I really like running into cool musicians here in Nashville, and then getting to to share them with you. Um. It's a real treat, and I get a little bit. I think I get a little bit cheesy, a little bit excited, whenever um I run into a songwriter that like their songs blow me away. Um. Because it's not often that somebody's songs really blow me away. I think. I talk a lot about this podcast of, oh, how incredible this person is or how incredible they are. But, you know, the, this, this is the exception. This is the exception. Most, most songwriters, um, I, I, you know, it's just not my thing. And, you know, it doesn't feel like, like just the song had to be written and, you know, just had to exist. And, you know, when, when that does happen is, um, I'm not much of a, I don't really believe in miracles, but it, it's a, it's a miracle. It's a little tiny, sweet miracle. You know, nothing crazy, nothing too intense. There are crazier things out there, but it's a real treat. So, anyway, this honestly, like me reaching out to her came because of the song, and I was like, "You gotta get the song out. It's so go. It's so it's so good." Um, and then you know, asked her to come on, and so we had a fun conversation. We talked about a little bit about like. Uh, Grown up hunting and, you know, life on the farm and on the ranch. And, uh, most importantly, just like life as a songwriter here in Nashville. Uh, she's, um, got a really good head on and just like, I really, really liked, I just enjoyed her perspective. I found it to be, um, humble yet confident, um, and just passionate and, and excited. And like, th- those are my favorite people out there. Um, and, you know, uh, it's fun. It's fun to have people around that you're just, like, you're rooting for, that you feel inspired by. Um, I moved here to Nashville to get my ass kicked as a songwriter. Not that I wasn't writing good songs, but to to get my ass handed to me as a performer, to really, really just be surrounded by people that pushed me instead of feeling like I was always, you know, pushing. Um, and that's that's exciting, and, and she's a wonderful example of this. Um but anyway, uh, I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. We're going to have more musicians on the podcast. Uh, Mondays, it's still just me, but uh, Thursdays or Fridays, we'll have, you know, I'll, I'll essentially introduce you to my friends and introduce you to people I think are just so fun and so cool and awesome. So without further ado, here is Delaney Ramsdale. Where are you from? You're from Texas, right?
1: I'm from West Texas, yes, not West? just Texas. So, you,
0: yeah, you're making that clear right off the of <laughs> bat. West that.
1: Texas is the best Texas, yes. Okay. I am from Roosevelt, Texas. Popu- just because it, just West cause West it South- rhymes doesn't mean it's true. Well, it, it is true, and it okay. does rhyme, and it's good. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm from Roosevelt, Texas, population 18. Are you kidding? No, I'm being 18? very serious, yes. Ranch? Ranch, yeah, cattle, sheep, the whole thing. Um, yeah, it was about 45 minutes from the town I went to school in. And about two hours from a Walmart or a Starbucks or a Target. Yes. Lucky
0: you. I grew up on a farm too, but very different climate in the Caskills like upstate New York. Yeah,
1: which is beautiful. I have been there. Um, But yes, so way out in the sticks, um, went to an itty-bitty little school there in a town called Sonora. And uh, I moved to Nashville in 2018.
0: Oh, wow. So you're a, you're, you're a, like a, basically you're an honorary local. I'm an
1: honor. I mean, I, yeah. Cause people move here and they're like, I've been here for a week. So yeah. I've been around a little longer than that.
0: I've been here <laughs> six months, seven months. And I already like, there's people that are like, I just moved here. I'm like, all right, here, here, buddy. Let me here show but, you around. Yeah, let
1: me show you the ropes. Yeah. No, definitely. But yeah. Yeah. I'm from West Texas. Wait.
0: So population 18. Correct. What kind of ranch? Like, so cattle, sheep, how yeah. many, how many?
1: Oh gosh. We, I'm trying to think Not like. Texas ranch, you know, massive ranch like mm-hmm. you would assume, like very much family owned. Um, I don't, I don't even know. We ran cattle up until I was about t- ten or twelve, mm-hmm. uh, and then my uncle overtook most of the operation. But
0: and then what did it become? Like
1: it's still a cattle. I mean, it's still a working ranch. They also okay. do like hunts on it so, yep. like hunting, you know, axis what? or whitetail.
0: There's axis deer there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And the whitetails, do they get big?
1: The whitetails are actually considerably smaller than the axis, believe it or not, because the axis the... will eat everything. Right. Whitetail only eat certain types of, of plants, but yeah, the, wow. the axis are massive. They're like mini elks. They're really? big. Yeah, they're pretty big.
0: Where so. do you know where access to your They from? are
1: from India originally?
0: Okay, so for people listening, Texas is the only basically the only state where you there's all kinds of wild animals from India, from Indonesia, like from everywhere yes. that you're allowed to hunt because they're not exotic
1: hunts are a big deal where we are yeah. because the climate is similar. And
0: probably big like for some people it's their living.
1: It is, yes. We have friends who do that. Uh, they'll have a working ranch with livestock, but then they'll also sell uh, exotic hunts, and it's a really big deal. Yeah, wow. So. Did you grow up hunting a little bit here and there? My dad hunts a lot, mm-hmm. um, and it's nice because out there you can just uh, access are in season all year round, so you can just whenever you know. I didn't yeah. hunt a lot growing up. Do you
0: even need a tag for
1: mm-hmm. them
0: because mm-hmm. they're exotics, so they're not part of like. They're invasive, technically. They're invasive. Mm-hmm. Okay, there yeah. you go. So they like they pigs, overrun, you can just
1: yeah, they overrun the whitetail population. Wow, quite a bit. So, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: Wow, okay, and you mentioned sheep, because yes. I I grew up with sheep as well until, sold the sheep probably when I was about 11 years old. Okay. We had like 300 sheep, and okay. so it was a big part of my childhood mm-hmm. with the border collie and everything.
1: Yes, we had border collies growing really? up. Yeah, we did. Well, we raised um, rambouillet sheep, which are produced for wool, uh, no. up until the drought happened. That was probably in, up until two thousand. 2008 maybe Mm -hmm. and then we switched over to a Dorper St. Croix cross which are acclimated to drought and desert conditions interesting and they're sold for meat okay even though they're called hair sheep which is a little ironic that is yeah um but yes so we did that um for a lot of my growing up and yeah
0: and I mean that's got to change like the whole business structure and everything anyway but um and are there still sheep on the ranch there are Mm -hmm. wow
1: I think my uncle runs Spanish goats now too. Okay. Which is.
0: Is yeah. it. What does the climate look like? Is it just very flat?
1: It or? is. We're in. The, we're technically in the hill country. So we're right in between central Texas and like the west, in like far west Texas. So oh. we're right in the middle. Um, so it's hills. Lots. It's really dry. It's very arid. I mean, I think the high like last week was like 105 or oh. 108 or something ridiculous. It's hot and it's dry and mm-hmm. it's beautiful, but it's pretty stark lots of cactus, lots of mesquite, lots of live oak. Stuff that doesn't need a lot of water. Yeah. Um, but it is a beautiful country and we lived on a river, which was a blessing cuz Yeah, I was going to where between. where'd
0: you get the water from?
1: Well, there's an aquifer that runs underneath. Um, but then yeah, there's a lot it's a spring-fed river. It's the, actually wow. near the headwaters of the Llano River, so it's the North Llano. Um, and so I grew up on a section of that, which is so beautiful That's and crazy. such a blessing. Yeah, yeah so very a very big part of my identity in my life came from out there and so definitely carry it definitely carry it with me yeah
0: do because I I can relate to a lot of that I grew up on a farm and it was a big part of my identity not everything but I I kind of latched onto identity the older I get because that's the part that always like made me happy and was a refuge from just like the madness of life or like the confusion of getting older or like for me it was like religion was a thing so that was always like this remedy and um uh, yeah, like a refuge. So, and I still love that. And my dreams to still like uh, probably probably east, you know, back east, mm-hmm. own a farm someday sure. and run it a little bit differently, more like a musician's farm. Oh, and cool. Yeah. So yeah. the farm would be for fun. But um, do you? Yeah. Do you, like do you miss it? Do you, is oh my it god,
1: I'm I miss it every day of my life. Really? I wish I was back in Texas. Pretty much. And it's so funny. I mean, moving here was obviously a massive culture shock for me. Obviously, from. Roosevelt, Texas, that has a building singular <laughs> a building. to Nashville. Oh my God, was a massive change for me, and um, yeah, I mean, my family is still there. My parents are still there. My extended family lives close by, um, but yeah, I I miss it like every day, pretty much. And a lot of my identity, I feel like, as I've grown older, um, it's like everything that I that I draw on and that I remember and that I write about has something to do with what I. It's just you can't get away from those things I think and yeah. and I realized after trying to run away from who I really was and you just can't after a while. It just you just can't get out of who you are and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um but that was kind of a like a Identity crisis because I was like, oh, I need to move to Nashville and be this different person. But it's yeah, what like, did
0: that look like? What were you trying to be like?
1: I don't, I don't really even know. I, I was involved in Christian music pretty heavily for a while, mm-hmm. which I love Christian music and still write Christian music mm-hmm. because I'm a Christian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I like pursued that for a while and it didn't really fit. Um, it didn't
0: feel right. It didn't
1: feel right for some reason.
0: It wasn't um, your true gospel.
1: <laughs> What's up? It wasn't like your true. It was. I never felt like I could be my full self. Yeah. Because I, I'm not like you know. You know, I had to
0: talk about that recently with someone, and they're like, "How could, how could you just make up words and like, um, you know, consider it like meaningful when you have like, you know, r- like religious stuff?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't think those things are. It's not that simple.
1: And it, they're not mutually exclusive, but sometimes they feel like they are. Mm-hmm. Being an artist and being a, a Christian artist don't mm-hmm. always feel the same and so I felt like I went through that and then I tried to do like I don't know I was doing more like folk kind of stuff but it wasn't like anything to do with country music mm-hmm. and not that I do exclusive like mainstream national country music because I don't that's not the MO here I am um, definitely live in the Americana space in like the more I don't know like very somebody told me the other day they were like you sound like Texas they told me that and I was how like how cool is that that's a great compliment yeah. I was like oh my god thank you you yeah, know that's like, like
0: they don't even know how good that right and i was atmosphere. like well that's
1: sweet of you and um but yeah i just i draw a lot of inspiration from that and i and i just feel it more and more every day and i just have come to the understanding that you can't get away from who you are and that's a good thing and yeah. and like those things that make up our fabric are there for a reason like god-given reasons and we can't run from them you know and so that's kind of how i feel about it but yeah
0: it's always impressive when people try or i mean you see this with actors a lot like johnny depp god bless his soul (laughs) he does not talk like something someone from kentucky like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've been around a lot of people from kentucky Kentucky. yeah because he sounds like a british like rock star poet or whatever
1: yeah no i like him but oh me too too. he makes me confused i think
0: it's these they're so they can inhabit these other identities so like fluidly you know right it's even crazy. down to
1: the clothes that I wear I, I was talking to my mom the other day we were in Austin and I was like oh man I need some new jeans you know and she's like well I can like let's get you some jeans then and we went to this western wear store and she's like "I'm. are you gonna wear these she was like I'm really surprised that like all of a sudden you're like, try, like wearing clothes that you used to kind of wear and I was yeah. like mom I was like I just can't keep running from it some things just circle back you, again to you find gotta, like, you embrace the bell it just bottoms is or... what it is you know and Um, what,
0: um, what kind of jeans are those? Are they just like Wranglers or? (laughs)
1: Well, I, I wear, I have a couple pairs now. Um, these are a stupid name. Oh my God. This Mm -hmm. and another pair. They're called Rock and Roll Cowgirl. Nice. Which is so goofy. How authentic. How, how authentic to me. And, um, but then I also have two pairs. These are actually, I have two pairs of jeans that are my dad's. Oh, that's cool. He doesn't love that I took them out of his closet. I bet, yeah. But I don't really care. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening, (laughs) they're like vintage, like Levi five fifties, you know. Um, and I love those, and um, I actually get a lot of compliments on those, which is funny. Yeah. Um, they're cool now. They are. They're cool now. You know. So yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Eat the mic, by the way. You could pull it towards you. Um. So, uh, not to make you uncomfortable, but I saw you play at Pin Drop, which I played a couple of times fun hit or miss like the shows there and
1: oh i've loved i love pin drop i think it's great
0: same um i've had some incredible times there and i really love kieran and Mm Stevie ray i don't know them well but like
1: they're just they seem to i adore them
0: they seem to like i don't know they they must be saying no to somebody but anyway so when i saw you i'm gonna be nice everyone like so there's around before i believe i might be wrong there's around before and i was just like kind of a little bit. I, it was great music. I just it wasn't connecting mm-hmm. at all, and I was like, "What am I doing here?" Because I was literally, I was like, "Hey, let's go out, you know, see some people." Sure. Um, and it's just whatever. It wasn't my thing. It was over my head. It was it wasn't moving me. And and sometimes if I'm a little bit cranky, it's yeah. just like I take it personally. I'm like how dare you? Right. Be, be terrible, even though how dare were, you
1: play something I don't like? Yeah, they're
0: probably they're probably were lovely, and and if I was in a different mood, I'm sure. Yeah. Funny. Anyway, God bless them. I don't know. <laughs> then, so then you played and you did a song called "Snowstorm in San Diego." Yes, and that is like the best song I've heard thus far in Nashville. And oh my god, <laughs> no, it Thank was you. it was so cool. And songs are a weird thing because you make them up, but the really good ones they sound like they've always existed. Right, and. It's a tricky business. You know, Leonard Cohen would often say, you know, if I knew where all the good songs came from, I'd go there more often. Right. Um, and you know, you'll see great songwriters put out mediocre songs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but that was, that song really moved me. And then like just on a, on a, you know, what you want a song to do on an emotional level. And then, but it was also this like, oh my God, this is great. Mm Uh, First, yeah. Can you tell me about that song? Do you, how do you feel about that song? Do I you... love that song. It's okay. so
1: funny that Stevie Ray loves that song. Did she? Okay. And I've never, not that I didn't think it was good because I thought it was good, but that song is funny and it's very complicated. Um, so I actually wrote that in October mm-hmm. or November, maybe November of last year. And I was, <laughs> I was in the shower and I was thinking sure. just like, I don't know, I'd write songs in the shower all the time. And I was just like thinking about some stuff and I'd come up with this title, stupid title, something (laughs) like, something about California, California something. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was, so I wrote this song. I got out of the shower and I sat down and I wrote it all like, Sitting on the edge of my tub, wrote the whole song, yeah, and didn't have a guitar, didn't have anything, yeah, but it had that stupid hook. It had this stupid California <laughs> cowboy some some something dumb, some okay. dumb hook.
0: Something you didn't like. And I was
1: like, I don't really care for this, but I wrote the rest of the song, and I was like, this is pretty cool, and um, so then I like reworked it, and I just and I I'm terrible at revisions. I never same. revise songs. Same. I'm just like, well, they are what they are. Yep, same. And but I for don't some reason I could not let it go. I could not figure it out, and I just sat. I think two or three more times and just finally I was like, you know what? Screw the hook. I'm not going to have a hook in it. It's just going to be one of those songs, you know, like those kind of folky songs that don't really have like a hook that land on that land somewhere. Yeah. I was just like, it's just going to be what it is. And, um, so that song is funny because it actually came out of this person that I knew and I, um, that I was not in a relationship with at all. And the song kind of sounds like a relationship song, but it's not, um, It's not, but it is, you know, it's one of those situations because I was in a relationship at the time, but there was Mm -hmm. somebody that I knew that had just like really, I felt like really understood me maybe even better than like, I don't know, just like really well understood. And I was taken aback by that because I was in a relationship. I was like, oh my God, somebody else like really connects with me and understands me and why I do the things that I do. And I was very conflicted by that um, and very confused and... That's kind of where the song, the line, you're like a snowstorm in San Diego. It doesn't yeah. snow in San Diego. right? So if there yeah, were for to the be listeners
0: a snowstorm in uh, I don't know if you've been to San Diego. It does not snow It's not there. snow country.
1: And also this person that I met is from San Diego, which is cool. kind of ironic. But um, it does not snow in San Diego. So if there were to be a snowstorm in San Diego, you would be confused. Yeah. But the line is, you're like a snowstorm in San Diego. I'm confused and elated at the same time. Mm-hmm and that's kind of the feeling that that's a pretty all-encompassing feeling about you know the situation and once i had that i was like well they kind of came out like that's a weird phrase to kind of come out of nowhere but i just kind of ran with it and just kind of started describing the situation and it's almost like a take it or leave it type oh yeah song with the underlying hint of being no you need to take it Don't leave it you know (laughs) Uh, trying to be nonchalant but not being nonchalant
0: well there's a coolness to it i mean it's not trying no it's it's, not it's an effortless song without and it doesn't have the sign of someone like i'm gonna write a song like it's it just is what it is but it you know it's it's so much fun when's that is that coming out it is coming out
1: yeah so i am working i just finished the tracking process of a five song ep that'll be coming out in the fall Nice. We don't have a set date yet, um, but we've been working on that, and so we're doing five songs um, there, and then we'll do like a two-song stripped. We so we have two stripped singles that'll mm-hmm. be coming out after. Cool. Um, so we do seven songs total coming nice. out in the next year. Or so so yeah, it's super fun. Where but
0: do you, where do you, do you do your recording here in town? Or?
1: I do. So um, this project was produced by Grady Saxman and Jeff Armstreet mm-hmm. uh, out at Grady Studios, Saxman Studios in Mount Juliet. And with the best like crew of players and it was just such a positive experience. We sat down and we did it all in a week from pre-production to like the like lead vocals. Everything did it in a week. Everything was tracked live. Nice. Everybody was in separate rooms and um, just like laid down. And You don't really get that a lot in Nashville. You get a lot of overdubbing. And mm-hmm. so just to have everybody together actually like working and pl- like, you know, just kind of riffing off each other was really sweet and really meant a lot to me in terms of the process, and so, yeah, I'm really excited, really excited for it, so.
0: It's a dumb question, but uh, why'd you move to Nashville?
1: Well, I moved to Nashville originally to go to Belmont University, Mm -hmm. so I went there from 2018 to 2021, uh, was a songwriting major, absolutely adored school, half of it was during COVID, um, and so I did graduate early, um, but I had a great experience there and just absolutely, just absolutely loved it.
0: Wow, and just stayed
1: and just stayed. Yeah, I knew music nice. was what I wanted to do in some capacity. Uh, I didn't know it was songwriting specifically, um, but I auditioned to the to the program. Um, the I had sent an audition and then I got rejected and I was oh, like, gosh. I'm not applying again, That's absolutely crazy. not. So my mom was like, No, you are applying again, whether you like it or not. And I was like, Oh, fine. <laughs> so she filmed her my audition tape with this like itty bitty, like weird. Um, <laughs> with this video camera. And um that's just kind of how it ended up. And so, yeah, so I went to Belmont, just loved it, met a lot of great people and mentors and um professors and still a lot of my connections come from Belmont. And so,
0: yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I just love it. Do you do you think you'd be like the same songwriter if you hadn't gone to like music school? I'm fascinated think, by that. I don't that, think so. so
1: because and it's not that I wasn't it's not that I was bad before I came in or that they even taught me, you know, what to do because they don't teach you how to write a song, mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to send in like two or three songs to get into the songwriting program. So it wasn't like I didn't know what I was doing already because I'd already released a, I'd already released an EP by then. Cool, how old were uh, you? Like, was I was that, 17 18? or 18, yeah, when it came out, and so I'd released, and Jeff Armstreet produced that,
0: mm-hmm. so I
1: already released music by that point. And um, but a lot of it is the commercial nature of songwriting is what they teach you. Mm -hmm. So how to be a commercial songwriter. That's fun. How to work in co-writing, which I had already co-written a lot um, Mm -hmm. with a previous kind of engagement. And um, so a lot of it was about commercial writing, but a lot of it was also just meeting other writers and constantly like being in collaboration and in connection with them that was probably the biggest part for me is just like you kind of find your camp when you move to Nashville, you kind of find your group of people and it obviously shifts and has shifted a lot for me in the last year. But um, a lot of that started at Belmont, which I'm really fortunate for. Um, so yeah, I really did enjoy it a lot.
0: That's cool. What do you, um? someone like you, z- you zoom out and maybe you see like there's the music industry, mm-hmm. there's your own place in the music industry, there's your own place in the world. And um, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird time for music. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing to do, I think, for a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, are your parents proud of you?
1: I would really like to think so. I think yeah. they are. Um, they have been ever so supportive of everything cool. my whole life, really. That's... I mean, I don't think I would be in Nashville if it wasn't for them. Wow. Um, when I was growing up, you know, my parents were like, well, if you want to do it, do it and be excellent it. at it. And wow. so... I took voice lessons and I did, I worked with a songwriting coach when I was in high school and just like did all this stuff. And you know, they gave me this great foundation and helped me find Belmont and helped me audition and did all this stuff. And, and so I owe a lot of it to them. My, both of my parents, my dad, um, is neither of my parents are musicians, but mm-hmm. my dad is, has a great taste in music. Like everything he listened to, I listened to. Mm-hmm. And I, we drove, I had to drive an hour to get to school every day. Right. So we listened to a lot of music in the car. And so, what my kind music, of stuff was oh that? Oh, God. I, lots of it. <laughs> um, I listened to, my mom listened to a lot of classic country. Both my parents listened to classic country, mm. partially because we only had one radio station <laughs> and we shared it with the next town over 92.1 KHOS. Shout out. Classic. Um, shout still, out to Eddie around? Smith. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. It's like, it's awesome. Have you been on it? I have, and they How play my cool. music sometimes, which That's is so awesome. sweet. I'm like, That's so cool. sometimes my friends will send me like Snapchats. They're like, they're playing your song on the radio, which is so sweet. But um, so we would listen to to songs, on, you know, going to school. Lots of Patsy Klein, Johnny Cash. But then my dad also listened to a lot of funk music growing wow. up. Wow! Because during the, um, so my uncle, his brother was a DJ nice. in Wisconsin, which is where my dad's from, mm. and at the time, it was in gosh it was in the late 60s like early 70s at the time the owner of the radio station wouldn't allow the djs to play black records mm-hmm. which is obviously ridiculous and terrible <laughs> so anytime the record companies like any like motown records or any of these companies would send records to this radio station mm-hmm. they weren't allowed to play them because wow. like the radio station owner was a racist guy whatever that's crazy and so my uncle took all these records home and so because wow. he took them home my dad listened to them so my dad listened to like michael jackson and diana ross and like um the jackson five and all these like great awesome black artists and so i listened to a lot of that growing up and owe a lot of my like musical inspiration to artists of color and just feel really strongly about that even country music like you know great black artists in country music now and in the past and anyway so i listened to a lot of funk a lot of soul a lot of country a lot of um you know, like Americana and 70s folk rock. That was a big part of my identity. I didn't listen to anything really, you know, before like 1998. Nothing mm. that was released before then um, mm, or after, after, then, yeah. after then. And so just a lot of like classic, great music and just inundated with it all the time, like all the time. Love James Taylor, Emmylou uh, Harris, Linda Ronstead. have a lot of inspiration from them. And Texas songwriters like, you know, like Guy Clark and Towns Van Zant and Robert oh. Earl King and... All these just like giants of giant writers. That was like my big thing, and um, and but, yeah, I. But I feel like both my parents, my mom too. My mom was a great musician. She played saxophone growing up, and uh-huh. I played saxophone too um, for a long time. And um, she definitely loved country, and she loved jazz. And so I've got a, I got a lot of influence all the way around, and just feel really fortunate to have parents who even now, like whatever I do, they like my dad just texts me he's like, "How was your show?" Like, wow, they know all that I'm doing and That's love it and so support cute. it. And they're coming down. I'm playing at the Panama city songwriting festival in November. And they just nice. called me last night, my sister and my dad and my mom. And we were on, like a conference call and they were like, we're coming to Panama city. Like we're going to go on a beach vacation while you <laughs> sing. And I was like, great. So, but you know, like they're traveling across the country to come watch me play,
0: That's which amazing. is like so
1: sweet. And so I just adore my family. My sister too, you know, she lives in Denver and she's real supportive of everything. And so I just feel really fortunate to have parents who, would do anything and have done so ridiculously much for me. I just feel really fortunate, really blessed, and um, yeah. And we're all just so close knit. And I just, I, my heart just, ugh, my heart just swells. I just love them so much. So that's They're beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. That makes me happy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really sweet.
0: Um, so the, I mean, like my favorite, I guess, like Texas songwriter would be like Towns Van Zant. Mm-hmm. Um, the newer guys. I mean, there's like Gary Clark Jr. Mm-hmm. Or who to me like right. sounds a bit like Texas. I know Stevie Ray Vaughan was like. Mm-hmm. Who who el- Who else is like Texas like even like Leo uh, Bro- Will- Leon Nelson Bridges sorry. is from Texas. Oh, He's yeah. like
1: a new guy. Willie Nelson. Oh yeah. I listened to tons of Willie Nelson and Wayland Jennings growing up. Hmm. I think who else is from Texas. Yeah, Townsman's Aunt, Robert Earl Keen. Hmm. Um I think Guy Clark is from Texas. Yeah, yeah. I that makes sense. That um, sounds right. Could be wrong, together. There's just and it there's just like a certain there's a thing about Texas. I don't know what it is. Um
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy state. It's its, it's own weird ecosystem. State. It's wild. It's it's like the last it's the it's like the last um it's the remnants of the wild west
1: besides alaska yeah pretty much yeah
0: besides for alaska that's true
1: uh, and west texas is a whole different thing but mm-hmm. it's like it's a, it's almost hard how do you not be inspired by something by by landscape so beautiful and people oh, so God. genuine and do you
0: think uh, you'll do you want to end up there like do you want to move back out there eventually, i don't know if or? i'd
1: ever move out there full time i would like to have
0: a little ranch or something
1: yeah i mean my parent my my parents obviously like they still have a ranch property out there and mm. so
0: how big is the ranch?
1: Um, our property. Oh gosh, it's hard now because it's all been divided. Mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly. We live on 10 acres, but we have mm-hmm. ranch land in two other spots. Cool. But a lot of it's been divided, and so it's hard to like exactly quantify it all. But um, we live on just a little bit of 10 acres, and so our 10 acres runs up with part of my grandfather, like my grandfather's property, that's now with owned by my mom and her siblings. Cool. So like our river boundary is their river boundary wow. so we like it's kind of it's kind of cool that way so it's like everything's kind of connected which is sweet um and
0: i'm sure like even the stuff that your family doesn't own it's like well we know the neighbor we oh keep my god yeah and then my
1: cousin lives next to us wow so she's our neighbor
0: that's so cool and then the
1: other people who own the land to the other side of us we knew for we've known forever mm-hmm. so and yeah so it's just like we know everybody who's out there we're probably all related. A little bit, you know, somewhere down the road, um, but it's it it was a great place for me to grow up. I was really I was bored a lot growing up, which is good because what else are you gonna do but write songs? Yeah, you get creative, right? Or be creative. So it was good for me to be bored. It's good. It's good for me to be bored. <laughs> to yeah. be honest, um,
0: did you work with the cows growing up? Was that part? of We your... did. Yeah,
1: I mean, we worked animals, you know, whenever they needed to be worked and gave them shots and you know tagged their ears, whatever. And then my sister and I actually raised pigs and we uh-huh. showed them in 4H, which is Um. Yeah, that was quite the experience. You're looking at the 2014 state swine skillathon champion. Are you kidding? Wait, I had a belt buckle to prove it, baby. That's crazy. Yeah. So what did they
0: have to do? Just look good, or race, or what? Well,
1: the pig, the showing was one thing, and that was all based on like breed standard and like Mm. meat production. Mm. But the skillathon was like a quiz bowl situation. So your aunt, you have to take a hundred question test. Do these like practical exercises. And then you have to give a speech. Wow! And so yeah, so that's crazy. It's Congrats! So, it's so nerdy, but wow. I did 4-H and FFA growing up, so that was like a big part of, a big part of that. That's so, special. Yeah, it was sweet. It was great for me. It taught me how to like be a real person and <laughs> talk to people and speak in public and. Whatever. So, 4H and FFA were a big part of what we did growing up. How good. do you
0: how do you see yourself as a performer now? And like, how, what do you want to get better at? Or
1: oh god, what do I want to get better at? Everything without being too
0: humble, really, because you're you're great as you are. So
1: oh, thanks. well, mm-hmm. it's funny. It just depends. Playing with a full band is not like foreign to me because I've played with a full band for a long time, but I haven't really as much in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, it's
0: hard to play with a full band here.
1: It is. I played Whiskey Jam. Cool. A couple weeks ago, and that was just so awesome and ward and all them at whiskey jam were just amazing and so it was a like a studio takeover so my grady saxman did like a takeover and brought a bunch of his artists got it um so it was awesome and um i don't know it's funny because i feel like i love the songwriting round setting where i can just like sit and with the guitar and just talk not that i'm like that interesting but i try to be funny sometimes yeah and um but, I I
0: appreciate that cuz I think in uh to the degree that like our genres crossover like Americana whatever I think a lot of the especially some of the more famous people they're they're a little bit moody and brooding serious, and very right. serious I'm
1: not really serious no, and, I'm I'm really not
0: And like the so- I yeah yeah I like that because to me it's like a balanced performance and sure. no one's taking it too seriously and I I I probably guilty of this myself but I don't like when people are like oh here's a sad song it's like no song is Sad or happy. I just like a
1: story. I just like I like a story or I like just a cool idea like Michael Conley. I don't know if you know him. No. Oh my god. I'm like obsessed with him. Great songwriter. In town. Yeah. Oh, and okay. he has a song, I don't even know what it's called, but um it's like a song that he introduces as, Oh, this is a love song between a juke the jukebox and the bartender. <laughs> and it's like when you hear that, you're like, Oh my god. Yeah, that's great. I can't wait to hear what you're about to say, you know. And so just things like that. But I wish that I'm not like, you know, you see country artists specifically, and not that I really do country music, but they like get up and they're like, raise beer, yeehaw. And I'm not really like that. Sure. Like when I played at Whiskey Jam, I was like, this is a really, or this is a song about drugs. Don't do drugs. And then I like played the song, you know, (laughs) so I try not to talk too much, Uh, but I try to keep it light. And um, sometimes I feel kind of awkward because I'm like, oh God, I don't really know if I want, I don't know. I just like the songs to speak for themselves. Sure. So, I feel like I never know what to
0: say. Well, I think, no, I think you already hit the nail on the head. Like, if you just bullshit and, but in like a fun uh, way and you're kind of a little bit funny and you're clearly not taking yourself yeah. too seriously. Or like the event. I mean, we've played, I don't have to like look too far into your past to know that you've probably played some absurd gigs. And, you know, when you're like a musician trying to do it, you play just the most ridiculous environments. I mean, there's, musicians at the airport right now playing
1: oh yeah and you're
0: you're you're a fish tank You're background music you're a prop you're a song and dance man you're a clown pretty much yeah so you play all kinds of wild things so to show up and like you know act like um you know you're don mclean or whatever like just to show up and take it all seriously is is like somewhat grotesque and and just not accurate because yeah. like we're all just here having a beer. No one paid any money. Right. You and it's know.
1: like song. it's called playing for a reason. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, Songs said. are fun. It, it should be fun. It should be fun. And you, right. you know what? You're getting to write songs and play them every day. Hello? Dream. Living a yeah. dream. Yeah. And so I right. have to crazy. keep that. I have to keep that in mind of, like, it should be fun. We're having a great time. Yeah. Drink a vodka soda and listen to my country. Like, listen to the song. It's not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. And so, but I, I love performing, and I'm trying to just get into it more outside of just, like, the acoustic kind of thing. Sure. Um, But I ha- do have a lot of fun with it. I to, think to your great. point,
0: I mean, I think if you're not taking yourself too seriously, it lets people hear you more. Oh, definitely. It lets people, like, let you into their, their psyche and their soul. And, and just I think like, if
1: you just are yourself, I mean...
0: Well, what if you're not that interesting? Well, what if you're like a geeky, nerdy songwriter, but you're not that? Some people really like that. Mm, If you're just being honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I know people who are like, you know, I'm not really that interesting, and I'm really introverted. But who cares? Here's the song, and that I'm like, I I can respect that. Yeah. I can really, I can really get into that, and I think it's like it's just understanding that that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be that way, and you don't have to change yourself. Yeah. Unless you really don't like it. Then you can be whoever you want, right? You know. Um, so,
0: what's your read on Nashville as a town? I mean, it's a it's a fascinating place. Like I'm still acclimating to it. Mm-hmm. It felt extremely. Um, moving down here, I thought like, oh, I'll just acclimate like in a month, and it mm-hmm. took me like a good solid three four months sure. to, like, frankly, just go out there and mm-hmm. meet people and, um, and I'm still I'm still taking it in, uh. I've had a very positive experience here. So it's been like beautiful, which is weird to say out loud. It's, it's kind of strange. You're like, Oh, I I really like it here. It's a special place. Um, but what's your read of the town and the culture here? The, you know, our little, like the music community, which is not as big as people think, even though it's ever expansive and giant, but it's, it's also, it's also a small town.
1: It's, it's funny because Nashville is the biggest small town ever. Yeah you, everybody knows everybody. You're like three degrees away from somebody at all times. Yeah. Which is funny to me. And, um, I've learned that at least when I, before I moved here, people were like, well, Nashville, it's going to steal your soul and people are going to be sharks and it's going to be terrible. And they're going to like make you be somebody that you're not. And it's like that I've never experienced that living here. And I know it exists, but I just don't really have the capacity for that kind of BS personally. (laughs) Um, I think that the people in Nashville are good. And I think that we like the the right people want to help each other and that's the good part. Um and that's not to be naive. I'm not saying that to be naive. I understand that success is important. Having a number 1 song is important to a lot of people, myself included. I would love to have a number 1 song. Yeah. But at the end of the day, music and writing something, creating something from nothing is a very sacred process. And if you don't honor it, it's going to show. Yeah. If you don't honor the process and you don't honor the art, it's going to start to show. And people recognize that really fast. And so I realized that I I love Nashville for a variety of reasons. There's a space for everyone, which is really important. In the, I, I believe everybody will find their place in the industry. Again, not naive. It's just I really believe that if you want it, you're going to find it. You know what I mean? So I think every, there's a great community of writers, a great community of artists, fantastic musicians, the best musicians I've ever seen. And um, it's funny because it's just as easy as breathing for most people. <laughs> it really is. And it's just like,
0: and M- I love music. that. Yeah. It's
1: yeah. just, it's part of our everyday. Like the way other people talk about work or talk about, you know, we talk about music. We talk about who we're writing with. And that can get old, obviously. But... I love that about Nashville and I love that it does cultivate creativity and um, it's also just fun. There's no, like, it's I just have a great time going to bars, going to dance halls. It's a fun place to be and yeah. it's like, when you're 22 years old, you should be having fun. Hello. <laughs> um, but I think it comes with a lot of ups and downs. You have to be smart and you also just, you have to be kind because people see through things uh, like really quick and so I've just learned that and I mean, the industry is always changing, and for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but it starts with a song, and I really believe that. And I don't care how well it does on TikTok. I do, <laughs> but I don't. You know, um, I hate TikTok. Same. Uh, but I don't. I don't mind it that much when my songs pop off. Whatever. Same. Um, not like my personal artist songs, but I've had other. I've written with other artists who've had stuff that we've written pop off on there, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, um, (laughs) I think, I think Nashville is a great place. I've loved it. I've met some of my best friends ever here. And, um, I can, I I plan to continue living here and sticking around and doing the thing. And, um, I don't want to get hardened. I don't want to lose the wonder. 12 year old me would be dying if she knew I lived in Nashville and I have to keep that in mind. You know, it's like, I've worked my whole life to be here. And I don't want to ever lose that. I don't want that to fall out of my focus, you know. Oh yeah. Um, and so that's that's kind of what I what I think about Nashville in th- a nutshell.
0: I I think about like I think about some of that every time I play like a shitty gig. I'm like, <laughs> man, like a few years ago, this would have been like a dream gig, right. and being here having those like six and a half people listening or whatever. Oh yeah. Like right. Um, my buddy John Wilde once wrote a great song uh, called. There's a place for everyone under the sun, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I, Nashville to me is like everybody's marginally less anxious, and you like people will be like, oh yeah, people are really nice there, really nice in that town. I think people are kind of nice everywhere. There's just a harder life for some people, you know. If you're trying to live in New York City, like it's pretty hard to just like make rent and survive, and it's like everybody's living on top of each other and breathing on each other. Mm-hmm. and um, puking on each other. So <laughs> there's something cool about like the way of life being relatively easier here compared mm-hmm. to other places. It's just
1: slower, I think. And that's a big part oh, of yeah. it. I mean, living in the South my whole life, that's one thing I love about it. I've been to the Northeast. I've played in the Northeast. It's a, and the Midwest. It's just a different thing. But it the is. South, I mean, it's just slow and I don't know. I like it.
0: Yeah. When I, the first time I came here, I was like five, Five years ago and I, I hated it and I was young and naive and I was an idiot. But my buddy took me to like Broadway the first night and I was like really cynical. I'm like, what is this is like the Times Square. This is turning like this is a mockery of Johnny Cash. Um and then I came back again and like met some good people and saw the town for what it really is and got outside right. and, and like and I and I like Broadway now. Like I'll go to Roberts and I have a great oh, time. Oh, Robert's was so fun. Oh, it's yeah. the best. Yeah.
1: It's so funny. Because I think Broadway's fun too. I've gone twice since I've lived here. Now. Yeah. For four years. Oh, that gone makes two sense. Different times.
0: I'm trying to like fight back against Maybe the Maybe more like, than
1: that now because I have some friends who live down there, but I don't play on Broadway. Some of my friends, that's what they do for their living. That's hard. And I'm like, y'all are awesome because yeah. a, that's a lot. But yeah. for some people, that's their thing and they love that.
0: Some people are, are and amazing. And they're great at it. at it. They're good at it. And, exactly. all my, and all
1: my friends, I'm like, y'all are insane. Like, just so talented and so smart and so. And so it's just like, it's just for some people, that's what they do. And for some people, it's not. And that's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine.
0: Do you uh, do you want to be famous?
1: No. <laughs> I would like to have a sustainable career. Okay. But that's not the same thing as being famous.
0: So, yeah, what does famous mean to you? Or or uh, Laura, let, me, let me switch that. What is having a sustainable career look to you?
1: I think about somebody like, and you could say, you could argue that th- this person is famous, but it doesn't really matter to me like Emily Harris has been doing music for a long time. Emily oh. Harris still does music. To a degree. first
0: first record I ever bought Roses in the Snow.
1: Classic. Classic, classic. Incredible. And but somebody like that, you know, they do music from the time they're like, you know, 20 until mm-hmm. they're 70.
0: Yeah, and still going.
1: And still yeah, right, that's the dream. Yeah. Like to have a career and and just obviously people have been touched by her music and she had a lot of fam- has a lot of fame, right? Oh, yeah fame has a lot of recognition and a lot of people who love her but she
0: could walk down the street and, and you like,
1: probably wouldn't know who it was yeah which is kind of nice but it's also like it's not just you know it's not this like quick flash and then it's gone
0: yeah it's a uh, it's organic it's real It's
1: right and so i feel like for me it's nothing about like i want to have x amount of followers x amount of money x amount of to- like it's no it's i want to write good songs i i want people to hear my songs
0: and why is that? Why do we want people to hear our songs?
1: I don't know. I wrote a song last night. It was kind of sad. But I was like, I can't. I, I texted my friend. I was like, can I send this to you? Because it's super sad. And it can't just live on my phone forever. <laughs> I have to put, I have to do something with it or I'm going to go Yeah, crazy. Why, why is that? I don't know. It's not because I was looking for her to validate me
0: you at know, all. I, you know what I think? I think it's um, it's like you come across gold right you can't just sit on it
1: sure you have to do something with it you
0: got to share it you're like right. hey look what i look at this beautiful thing i found
1: right it's and it's not that i made it it's more that i found it right
0: yeah the good I songs stumbled you stumbled upon
1: you know and so i don't know about fame i don't really i don't really care for that which is not to be like oh, i'm so cool and I don't, you know whatever no I, of I, course i want people to listen and i want people to connect and i want people to feel empowered and by my music whatever but it's not the end all be all of like i have to i'm not driven by having my name in in lights i'm not i've never been driven by that ever i'm driven by people connecting and and finding finding stories and pieces of themselves in my songs because that's why we write songs everybody has a story to tell tell it yeah. if it's not mine it's somebody else's you know and so I want people to find pieces of themselves in the songs. And that's what motivates me. And just to create good art, to create things that are beautiful and true. Um, that's just, that's it for me. I just love to write songs. I can't not. I have to. Like, I, I will go insane if I don't. You know, I can't not. It's so country. Can't not. But I have to, you know. And so that's another thing. But fame is what it is. But sustainable, beautiful, true, Moving art is another thing.
0: I want to put you in an uncomfortable place. Do you think Great. people who who could not write songs, who could stand, who don't feel that that kind of insane um, uh, responsibility or whatever, like the necessity to write, do you think they, they should be writing too? Or do you think if you don't have to, well, then why do it?
1: I think you should write if you want to. Yeah. And I have lots of friends who... Especially artists, people who are just artists, they don't write a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's like you have something else to bring to the table if you're just an artist, or if you are less of a writer, but you still write a little bit. It's not bad. It's just different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you should still sing. You still have a, you know, you should still do what you can. You still have a story to tell. It might just be a little different, and you might just come about it a different way. But I think they should still do it. And I think, I think if you can write, you should write, and you should write if you want to. Yeah. But I also used to be in, like, the grind mindset of, like, I have to write five songs every week or whatever. And it's just not sustainable for most people. Not fun. Not fun, right. And it's like, I want to write good songs. And that's not the best way for me personally to write good songs. And so I'm not going to do that. So it just kind of depends. And I think everybody has their own road to walk. And and I'm I'm okay with that. There's not one way to do it, I don't think.
0: Yeah. Do you ever visually incorporate your hometown in Texas, like, in your stuff at all? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We just wrote a song, my friend Schmidty and I. He is just I could not say, like I have so many good things to say about him. He's just fantastic, and uh, we wrote a song called "Extra Flowers," um, and it's a song about laying like the the hook is I'll pick a few extra flowers for the stone that has no name. So laying that's flowers, beautiful. yeah. So like laying flowers on a on a grave that's unmarked. But I grew up so like my family's gate was directly next to the Cedar Hill Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Which was this itty bitty country cemetery? The oldest graves from like eighteen twenty three or something. We looked, at, we found it the last time I was at the ranch. And but so the Cedar Hill Cemetery is where my grandparents are buried, my great great-grandpa- grandparents, great grandparents are buried, my family members. But the first line of that song is inside the Cedar Hill Cemetery, right off of the county road. It's where everyone I've ever loved is buried. I could find them all with my eyes closed. That's the oh, first that's line of the song. Great. And so, just little things like that. That's and I, so fun. And anytime I can say text, mention something about Texas, I will. <laughs> but um, I haven't written a song about Roosevelt yet, but I probably should. It's it's special enough to write a song about. But a lot of my songs are just like about things that happen out there, um, which is special to me. Um, like lots of similar imagery, like talking about live oaks or you know, West Texas wind, and all you know, all these like things that kind of like motifs almost that appear a lot, um, which is kind of fun to me. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it is deeply inspired by that, um, by that place and, and all the people that I know there. So.
0: That's beautiful. I always, um, whenever I'm like, I still try to do music videos, even though like, mm-hmm. I don't even know, I don't know if they her anymore. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I always, I'm like, well, I guess we'll just shoot it on the farm, you know, right. we'll just get a bunch of us in the barn and get some B roll of the cows. And I think that's good. I
1: think we're good. Yeah. I no, think definitely. that's it. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Well, you know, i try to. Force myself out of that comfort zone, <laughs> but um, yeah. So what do you got coming up? So you got those the five song, put yep, this, the, the five two strip, yeah. So
1: that should be coming in the fall. Nice. Um, don't have exact dates yet. Um, playing the Gatlinburg Songwriting Festival in August. Cool, exciting, and then playing the Panama City Songwriting Festival in November. Nice. And some of the festivals I applied to haven't closed their um like their windows yet, so yeah. they're still like open. So mm-hmm. I'm waiting to hear back from a few, and then. Playing just shows in Nashville around town, playing rounds and, you know, you playing play, uh, and
0: play, play the Barry Vault at all?
1: I have not yet. God, I have not like, played there yet. It's come like my favorite room here. I'd really like to go. I had some friends who played there not too long ago, but I need to set something up to play there. But like Cabana Taps, Stockyard, um, all those places. Um, Whiskey Jam. played Whiskey Jam a couple weeks ago. So fun. Yeah. And so just kind of picking things up where I can. So cool. yeah.
0: Well, I love it. I'm uh, I'm excited by what you do, and I, I'm I'm rooting for you just in like a a fun way. I think uh, I think you're amazing at what you do, and it's nice to have good people doing it because uh, it's just it's just more pleasant, it's more fun. You get more inspired. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So keep it up. It's been fun. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much.